This is a Rooster Teeth production. Across multiple cities in North and South America, there are hundreds of tiles containing strange messages that are embedded in the streets. It is unknown where these messages came from or who put them there. Today, we look into the puzzling mystery of the Toynbee tiles. This is Red Web. Task Force, we're back with another mystery, as always. An interesting one today. I'm Trevor, Trevor Collins, and that's Alfredo, Alfredo Diaz. Some weird, thank you. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm here for you. Nice to meet you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, (laughs) So you got these tiles scattered Uh across uh North, South America. Yes. And there's just verbiage on them. This, off the top of my head, this just seems like it's insulting. Like the messages on these tiles, go ahead, just dig in. But like on a level, like not like on a like a not not on the level that you're thinking of. I'm I'm thinking of like insulting in, on the level of like fortune cookies. We open oh, one so up they're and just vague like, enough. Yeah, that like, we're just like, hey, you're you have a beautiful spirit. I'm like, you don't know me. Like, you don't what? know me. Also, speak with more clarity, damn exactly. it. Exactly. Like, I don't know you're, what you're really like, trying to you, say. What do you mean? A great opportunity will come your way that will change your life. What opportunity? Like, right. what, like, what are we talking about right. here? I don't so, want to have any sort of interpretation sort right. of going on here. This this little dance number that we're doing. Exactly. Speak to me clearer. So I feel like it, it's on that level of yeah. insulting where it's like, oh, you're just throwing it out to anybody. You just, th- you, right? This isn't directed towards me. Right. This is directed right. to the masses. It's interesting. And, and a little spoiler alert. Uh, it turns out that Pennsylvania seems to be the capital of these tiles. I mean, they make their way around the Americas, like I said, but it seems that there's a hot spot in Pennsylvania. Uh, for for these tiles to be pressed into the city streets and whatnot. So what? Like, I'm assuming that this city street is already like paved in. Or, yeah. Right. And they're sounds just like it coming out. And I'm like, what is the? All right. Well, we'll get um, in there. I'll give you kind of the background of these tiles because okay. this, this is like. But my my whole question is like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Look, I don't. I'm not into like tile pavement technology so like oh, what are they, sure. like how who, who do they is? like what are they welded on or glue it or i'm like, sorry uh, if you love tiles <laughs> i didn't mean to go hard on you right there like, it's hey whoa a ton of people man red web you know wait hold on red web <laughs> <laughs> they're laying tiles they're making a new backsplash and they're like hey 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 man i'm mosaic arts i've been listening to you guys for 60 plus episodes i've been laying down tiles the entire time Listen, I love a good set of laid tiles, you know? Oh, yeah. Parallel lines. Right. Good, good gaps. Even gaps between, you know? You know what I mean? A good, nice uh, complementary. Get a good mortar paper. in between. It pops, you know? Yeah. Like the tiles just come flying off you the throw, walls. You throw some nice tiles on a wall instead of wallpaper, you bougie. Oh, that's, you know man. I, mean? I want to line my whole house with that material. Roll. Oh, okay. That's a little much. Well, I'm but bougie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just a whole, my whole house is a bathroom now. But like how I mean like with the like gorilla gluing this stuff on or? So we'll get into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cuz it's it's interesting cuz obviously we don't know where these come from. There's obviously theories and that's why we're here, but but like, like how they get there. It's like a floor tile. It's kind of like a mosaic. So here I'll I'll go ahead and jump to it and show you a photo of it. As always Task Force, you know where to go. At Red Web Pod on Twitter and on YouTube if you want those visuals. Ding. So it's like a mosaic. It's like the writing It like, almost looks like broken tiles that are then does. laid into language into some words is that but what yeah. the is it broken tile that's made out of the letters and the letters made out of broken tiles 
Uh, yes, oh, it's all tile. That's it, why the font looks so. Ins- yes, it looks me. like one it's of those gross. murder letters where they cut yeah. it out of uh, of newspaper, except yeah. tiles. But yeah, let's let's dive into the background of these tiles, kind of get you up to speed, and then we'll talk about yeah, the ongoing investigation and then yeah. the theories behind. Because otherwise, it's just like okay, someone is just throwing down art. What makes this different than like right. a graffiti artist? Exactly. Or that's that's a really good question. You know? Yeah, so the Toynbee tiles are essentially mosaic-style messages embedded into the, the city streets, the sidewalks, basically any hard concrete kind of surface in the area. And most commonly, they feature a variation of the following message. Quote, and this is on four different lines, so I'll read it accordingly. Toynbee idea, in movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. So there's a few things to break down now, and, and it's a good thing that we've brought this mystery to the surface because we are a movie podcast about mysteries. Yeah, um, oh, we talk. Jillian's about here. Jillian's silently like okay. waving in the air. Yeah. I like 2001 a lot. It's one of my faves. Well, Space Odyssey. We're talking. It was a Jupiter. <laughs> the most modest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Jupiter. Well, it's a good movie. It's a Kubrick movie, it's one right? Of my faves. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, is it Jupiter ascending, Jupiter rising, something like that. Well, there is Jupiter ascending with Matt ascending. Damon. No, or was uh, oh, and he's a Channing Tatum. Jan- Channing Tatum, 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 right? Mila Kunis. And, Mila Kunis. Oh, yeah, didn't he I was some, thinking like, of weird blonde, like he's like a dog man, him? didn't he? Didn't yeah. he like bleach oh, his right. hair or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, in the movie 2001, they, okay. they end up going to Jupiter because there's this monolith, et cetera, et cetera. Fantastic set of two films. Fantastic set of four books. Yeah. In space episode, we talked about those weird kind of like little like stone monoliths. Oh yeah. Or whatever it was. Exactly. Like on the like one was on the moon and whatnot. Yes. I was like, it looks like a nipple. Yeah, the moon nip. Yeah. Exactly. You remember. Yeah, I remember. So so a lot of these tiles are kind of talking about that movie and then referencing Jupiter. And so it I mean it's it's very cryptic. And so immediately well, it has a movie people, fan. Yeah, well, clearly a, a nice movie fan here. But they're reti- I'm gonna describe them in case you you know you're driving, you don't wanna pop onto the socials and you don't wanna find this image. So right. in general, these kind of signs of words they're rectangular they have a border of color usually red but sometimes other primary colors are in play it has a white background and the text is usually in black and and to give you an idea of the size it's usually the size of a license plate what like four five inches by can't fit much on that nine to ten inches something like that 12 by six good guesses oh but the text is usually in all capital letters interestingly enough though when Kubrick's name comes up, the one that I showed you, the image, actually has Kubrick's name. It is actually capital K, and then the rest is lowercase. I'm not sure if that makes it stand out or, or why show the respect. difference. Maybe, maybe. Hello? You show respect by lowering the case. Well, the rest of the... What, the K is capitalized. It now. is, it is. Yeah, and then you lower the rest of it. Yeah. but, uh, it's but like, you're, like you're screaming all of it, but you get to the important stuff, you're like, and respect. Right, right. Like, Toynbee idea! Kubrick. Yeah, pretty much. There. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You caught it. Okay. All right. So again, most of these are found in Pennsylvania. So, uh, and it's great that we have Jillian here because, I mean, we just did the whole squonk interview. So it, it I'm was, not going to remove squonk from, from the, uh, the lineup on this yeah, one. Yeah, it was, uh, it came yeah, after. The squonk connection. We just recorded it. came after the episode. Mm-hmm, it was a mm-hmm. very heated debate. Um, picked up for season two, 12-part series. Um, there's currently a movie in the works. Oh, dang. Yeah. Tears on one side of the conversation, movie in the works on the oh, other. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm taking the right side. But yeah, a lot of these tiles, uh, these little signs in the ground, show up in northeastern United States. But again, they extend as far south as South America. 
And there are hundreds of these puppies mashed into our public tax-paid city streets. So you said the core of them is in like Pennsylvania? Yeah, it seems to be the hot spot. And then there's just, you know, some of them sporadically spread out. Um, yeah. Are there any I mean, other like hotspots, Jillian, that stand out to you? Like New York, New York. Uh, Boston and D.C. Right. Were, like where they first were like... Is that where they were first found? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because in my head, automatically, I was like, oh, this person that's laying them down probably lived in like Pennsylvania, right? right? Yeah, it's like the Northeast. You're like, going to start gonna... tracking all these citizens and being like, hey, right. they took a day trip to Boston. That's what I'm saying. And then that sign But it, it does seem like this is a person that when they travel, they lay down like uh, one of these tiles. Mm -hmm. um, these Possible. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And they're not... I mean, I don't know. They're not traveling like we're not seeing these in like uh, Europe, Japan, Australia. You know what I mean? So it just seems like it's so they are without a boat or a plane, right? If they can drive there, it they'll put some tiles. Like, down. You know what? Hey, I'm gonna drive and put a tile down. Yeah, maybe listen to Red Web along the way. Hey, we got plenty of episodes to make the well, whole trip. Not, well, not anymore since you insulted the tile community. Well, yeah. I didn't insult <laughs> them, but they shouldn't have been messing with those tiles. That's true. <laughs> Government property. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so like. One of them is talking about a movie, but like, so most no most, most of them, them yeah. Movies? So the language that uh, I wrote, what movies talk about? Huh? Hold on. So it seems that they're focused mostly on this movie, two thousand one. The the again the the tiles that I showed you reference in Kubrick's two thousand one. Okay. But most of these uh, messages tend to revolve around the language that I kind of quoted earlier. Are they all space movies? Are we talking like Interstellar? Planet of the Apes. It's just that one. It's just, just 2001. It's just Toynbee idea. Okay, so we, Interesting. So we got a mega fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that'll, that'll give us a good footing on where to start with the kind of the material, the content referenced in these signs, as well as how to interpret it and how to kind of investigate where to go from there. Is there anything nefarious about these signs? Potentially. Oh. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. Interesting. We have yet to, 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 to figure that out. But um, it's unknown exactly when the first Toynbee tile was discovered or when exactly they were created. They've kind of just appeared. And uh, and honestly, they, they have been around only recently, right? The first time that they were ever mentioned in writing was in the Baltimore Sun back in 1984. So Justin Durer, a Philadelphia-based artist, found a newly laid Toynbee tile, and he theorizes that they are placed in the street wrapped in tar paper. Jillian explained this to me before the episode. Essentially, these tiles are re are laid in a reverse image on tar paper. They're wrapped up, and then he or she goes out into the streets, lays that, that tar paper package filled with the tiles down, and then the action of foot traffic or tires or just the ongoings of traffic press the tiles into the street over a series of maybe two to four weeks. And also, while that happens, the tar paper gets abraded off, right? It gets worn away. And so the end result is oh, that the tiles are then laid in already poured and set streets. And it looks like like they're not digging the street out. They're not right. then putting it's them just in. Being pressed in. They're just being pressed in by the tires of cars going by. So wait, they're... What? Hold on. Okay, holding. How does it melt into the street, though? Is so it just by pure pressure? It would be by pressure, and the and the theory continues to say that these are usually laid in the summer. So you got right. the sun yeah, beating you get down, the sun beating hot, down. right? I don't yeah. know why they went with Philadelphia. I mean, they get warm summers. Right. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you'd think that they would be more like here in Austin, where there's tons of streets and tons of heats. Yeah, heats in the streets. 
Oh, I didn't know you could just do that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's is like it usually an asphalt, Jillian? Is it usually like on asphalt where it's more tar based? Because then it's much more pliable in the heat. Okay. So if I had a picture, it's not concrete of of us. Yeah, foot traffic is. It seems yeah. interesting. But Someone's yeah, it's like the pressure of it. all the, pressure, the feet. Right? Like it's in a big city, right? All yeah. the people, all the cars, like eventually just push it down. I mean, right. if you do it in New York City, no one's gonna be looking down. Yeah. So and, I, uh, if I had like this abstract tile art of yes. us, and then it just said "gang gang," and I put that in the street, and people mm -hmm, just walk mm -hmm. over it. Well, now we can't do it because they'll be like, in. "There's your evidence, officer." Well, hold on now. You know, I'm set up. I've been, <laughs> I, I don't know about y'all, but you investigate y'all. But I mean, I've been set up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, officer. No, this is a hypothetical, uh, and, and if this happens to come into reality, that was somebody else. He's like, wait, hold on. <clears throat> I've been set up, officer. Take that and apply it to whatever murder. <laughs> Just give him a couple sound bits to use again in the future. Officer, wasn't me. Couldn't I have no have idea how that happened. I have no idea how he or she made that happen. I don't know of the crime. I know that I did not commit the crime. Right there, there you go. go. You're safe now. But yeah, that's kind of the background of these tiles, mostly where they're located, the idea, the active kind of, or the most prominent theory as to how they get into the concrete or that's insane. Uh, asphalt. Yeah, it's interesting. But let's talk a little bit more about the content within the tiles. Maybe, the, the, for example, the word Toynbee, uh, where that originates from and what that's kind of referencing. How's that spelled? T-O-Y-N-B-E-E. -E. N B E. Yeah, so like Toy N B. Toynbee. Toynbee. Weird. Yeah. Weird one. And they're talking about resurrecting the dead on planet Jupiter. Is that a... Okay, I'll, I haven't seen the movie. I know. Mm -hmm, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I've heard of it. Yeah, well, I know it's know. on movie lists and stuff. I haven't seen it. Dang. Is, is there like resurrections happening in, on Jupiter in the Kinda. movie? Kinda. You can interpret as well. Yeah, I mean, movies. so the book kind of expands on it really further, see? but what happens is they're on the moon Yada yada. So okay, so the monolith on the planet Earth gets discovered by like early humans, yeah, and it sparks their evolution. So suddenly they're slamming on bones with other bones, and they learn how to use tools. That then sends a beam up to the moon. Uh, yada yada yada. Excavate the moon. We find a monolith buried on the moon. As soon as we get there, it screeches, and people go, "Ow, my ears!" And they trace that signal, and it goes off to Jupiter, where it hit a huge monolith. And now you've probably seen the the quintessential scene, which is. David, the astronaut, the last survivor that we know of, going into that monolith, which is actually a stargate, and you see all this colors happening on his face, and he goes, my God, it's full of stars. That's, anyway, there's a giant monolith right. at Jupiter. The resurrection could be, per the story, this monolith starts cloning itself, and like it goes into Jupiter and starts cloning itself so that suddenly Jupiter gets enveloped in all these monoliths, and it, and it creates an implosion, uh, sparking... Jupiter's ignition, and it turns into basically a micro star, this little baby star. I think they call it Lucifer. So now the Earth never knows a, a, a dark night because there's now two suns, and the, uh, the sun showing up, the resurrection could be it melts Europa to become an ocean planet, and ev life can evolve on Europa. That's what happens in the books. I, I was like, I never read the book. I have no idea what's going on. So, right. so in the second movie, 2010, that's what they're escaping is the I explosion of Jupiter. Um, yeah. And uh, and that's then, and then the, the 2000, TV I think it's 2060, 2061 <laughs> is the next book. And then the next what, Christian? What? Okay, Yo, he like up? dies at Jupiter in a black hole and then like he comes back at Earth and it's a baby. Oh, you're right. He's the star child. <gasps> 
So that's another so, resurrection. Okay. Are you know what? I get it now. He I gets get forcibly ev evolved, but also he gets to explore the cosmos at light speed. I get it now when people say that like Alfredo goes off on his wild tangent. They say that when it comes to uh, just talking about the MCU and comic oh, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm they like, say that this was that. That's what I sound like when I'm talking about connecting all of the different Except characters. Except none of that's theory. That's just the plot. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what happens. <laughs> um, that is wild. Yeah. So, so I didn't know that was. Yeah. So the that's whole a good thing. point. I forgot about that because David gets sent through a Stargate. He sees a bunch of stuff. He actually sees that there are aliens living in solar flares. Like all that stuff is not in the movie. The movie is much more artistic. But essentially, he gets forcibly like aged and evolved so he becomes an energy being and then he can zip around like the a, cosmos and explore everything and he comes back to the earth and he like ends a up reverse like a benjamin button yeah like a reverse benjamin buttons uh. which would just be aging <laughs> yeah in yeah, the movie it's just much more simple yes simplified, yes like, um, more abstract and so yeah he kind of becomes a cosmic entity and um That's crazy yeah and so Christian, maybe it's that? kind of about that. Dude, I've also not seen the movie. <laughs> and I, you guys sound like crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, not sold on it. <laughs> <laughs> not sure I want to watch it, to be I'll, completely I'll honest. <laughs> so they're frying my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think, honestly, as crazy as that was, very important because if literally all the tiles are about, if not most of the tiles right. are about this movie, uh, then probably pretty important. But this just seems like this is a fan uh, of the movie who's laying down tiles. Right. Like someone who watched maybe only the movies, mm -hmm. which has it's much more open to interpretation. It's a much more artistic take on an otherwise pretty concrete story. Right. And so they might be touched by the way they interpreted it, right? And so maybe yeah. their self-revelation is something, like, a, is a deep message for them that they're trying to share through these tiles. But let's dive back in. I mean, we, we kind of went hard on the word resurrect. Let's kind of come back to the word Toynbee and see if we can't try to scratch at maybe what the meaning is there for, right. this, for this person. One of the ideas is that Toynbee could be referring to the author and historian Arnold J. Toynbee. Toynbee's historical writings were also philosophical in nature and sometimes spoke about resurrection in a metaphorical sense about cultures and ideas. I'll let you kind of simmer on that one because this could very quickly become deeply philosophical. But there's also a short story by Ray Bradbury called The Toynbee Convector. Now, Ray Bradbury, um, he's a sci-fi writer, correct? Like yeah. he's, he's Fahrenheit pretty, 451. Yeah, he's pretty... Well, that's not sci-fi, is it? He writes about sci-fi and then just like kind of apocalyptic. Right. Fahrenheit 451 is just a, like a dystopian novel. Yeah. Right. Like little concepts of like, what if this happened? Yeah. Very prominent writer. So the fact that he has a story named... Or a short story, I should say, not a book. The Toynbee Convector is interesting. So in this story... A time traveler from the future arrives via his time machine named the Toynbee Convector after Arnold Toynbee. Again, another reference back to Toynbee, uh, Arnold Toynbee. And this then describes a perfect future that this person is experiencing. And when his claims turn out to be true, the time traveler reveals that he was lying about his experience the entire time. And then he enters a, quote, real time machine and subsequently dies. I mean, that's very short version of the story oh. but but it kind of it could fit some of this kind of philosophical 
what, feeling. What would your reaction be if you went home and in your home was you from the future? Wait, what? You went home. Yeah. Right. We shot this podcast. We yeah. did this. We did off topic. And future me is there. You went home. Future you is sitting there. I got a lot of questions. What would be the questions? First three questions. All, all, all greed, right? What am I investing in? What, what are the lottery numbers? And right, yeah, yeah. I what's, mean, that's and that's what's smart. what's going on here? I would also have to dig into that. <laughs> I feel like, like that's what's your purpose? The first thing that was immediate. That was like the last. Hold on, set me up for life, real and quick. And also, now what are you doing? What's, what's going happening? on here? Yeah, how far from in the future? Right, um, I guess that's a good question. Yeah. I'd size myself like, up real quick. Well, I mean, pat the down. I'd be like, the answer is five minutes in the future. I would right? look him up and down and be like, where's the muscles? <laughs> what happened? It never, Where'd my goals go? It never came. Damn. <laughs> it never formed. <laughs> uh, we're talking like, um, let's say 70-year-old Seven, Oh, 70. I thought you said 70 years from now. 70-year-old Somebody you. threw a, no, a corpse on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, that's the, I mean, let's. Man, let's, that's a loaded let's, question. Let's be honest, right? Like, you're going to be like, okay, what's a quick way? How'd to you get in here? Get prove some... that you're me. And you would prove and, that you. No, first of all. looks like seven-year-old you. Here it is. Here's my three you, questions. You don't think you'd be able to know what seven-year-old you looks like? No, no, no. Maybe not. Maybe the future's plastic surgery is amazing and I still look 30. Could be true. Yeah, so so well, the is, first okay, question is self-defense. Like you. you know it's you. Okay. You walk in, oh, okay. it looks like a old, very old you. Okay, so then, well, the the thing was, I was gonna go self defense. Like, how'd you get in here? Right. Uh, prove that you're me, so I can know I can trust you. Then, and then I was gonna ask, okay, well, now that all that's out of the way, what do you need? But I guess now it would be, no, my God. And then I would ask him what the mission is. <laughs> man, man. I, and then I would salute. And then they would be like, all right, calm down. It ain't that serious. Yeah, I'd be like, there's no damn mission. <laughs> I'm ready. And then I would salute, and then they'd be like, "All right, I'd... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do. What would you do? Seventy-year-old Fredo's rolling up in your house. Um, I mean, honestly, if I rolled in, seventy-year-old Fredo was there. Yeah, you ready, Christian? I'd be like, "That's some dope. What's up? I would. And that's it. You dab him up, and then I, you're I, like, move on. I mean, I'd be like, "Do you want coffee? You hungry? I know, I know, we like." And fries. my questions were frivolous. I know we like fries. <laughs> no, I, I would just be like, "Look, there's a reason why you're here. Obviously, you know me. We're the same person. You could have killed me. You know, I come Wait in. Wait a minute. And, Wait a minute. You know my my routine. I come in. I make sure the little Corey doesn't run out the door. I say hello. Tails wagging. You could have easily ambushed me right then and there in front of our dog, but you didn't. And you're here, so what's good? So you're you're just talking about the Adam Project. Is that a, th a movie coming out here soon with Ryan Reynolds? He comes back, meets past self, flies off in a jet. He goes, "Hey, don't mind the G's." And he goes, "What's a G's?" And then he books That's it. Right, I saw the during the Super Bowl. And then his cheeks go. But no, 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 no. You're, you're. Yes, but that's also like what you want it to be because you want some kind of space mission. Yeah, <laughs> take, take me to space. <laughs> and that's not what so I'm talking. Far away. That's not what I'm talking about. I'll just say future you rolls up. They're sitting there. I mean, there's got to be some sort of uh, listen. If it was me, I would book in enough time to explore all the questions, right? Yeah. But if it wasn't me, it would probably be like. Time is of the essence. I have no time to answer your questions. Like, just shove the banana in the car right. because that's how they do the future stuff, right? They, they yeah. don't run on gas. They run on trash. I've yep. seen that back yeah. in the future, the documentary about, you know, Doc Brown and yep. 
So I, I I would be like, all right, what are we doing? What what's needed? Yeah. Also, why do you need me right now? Like why why this version right. of me? Yeah, right. There'd be a lot of questions. I don't I don't think I'd find it threatening. I don't know why. I just don't. I, I know what. But would you're be, also baking in the trust that you know that that's you. Yes, I will say could be I my think, brother. Oddly enough, now that I think about it, I would find it more threatening if the younger the person is, the younger version of me is right mm. or the younger the version of me is that i'm is tomorrow parent, you right? what do you oh god right like if i'm if here I to replace you up and it's like I'm my universe you, sucks i'm you from 24 hours in the future i'd be like oh sh like what's going down what's what's happening here like old also, me how'd you come time on travel? man old me ain't gonna travel back in time to beef with young me like it's not gonna you know what i mean It'd yeah be like look he might he might be like look here young blood like let me tell you like you made some wrong choices he's got mechanized muscles though like you right you try to like knock him out right he's got a steel jaw you like current like five minutes in the future me i'd be like man are you like is you're about a, to be replaced is this like a jet lee the one type thing like you you right you off me you become stronger oh like, some like Highlander stuff, but, yeah. but with yourself. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. All right. Sorry. That was a fun, that was fun. Just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you already heard me talk about Kubrick's 2001, but obviously they're probably referring to the movie, the book 2001, a space odyssey directed by Stanley Kubrick. And there's a lot of, I mean, obviously I, I hashed it all out real quick, but there's a lot to read into with the words resurrection and what that means. But in particular, the main character eventually travels to Jupiter, where he kind of dies, perhaps. It's it's open baby, to interpretation, maybe, but yeah. yeah. And uh, ends up in that kind of like white said, room. Kind of I didn't say that. Jillian's saying no. Isn't there some kind of star baby or something? Yeah, the star child. into a baby, a big baby? It can be a baby. I saw the posters. And, it doesn't matter. Well, wah, wah, baby. He kind of dies. He kind of comes back to life. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything definitive <laughs> in this damn movie? No. That's Holy the mystery. Hell. No. I mean, maybe go to Jupiter. Maybe there's a monolith. Maybe that doesn't know. No, those are all Jesus. definite. Those are definite. What happens end? to him? No, he, he gets forced through. Uh, basically, each of these monoliths is, is supposedly triggering a new state of evolution. And by going to the moon, we've proven to these previously historically ancient laid monoliths that are by some long gone aliens. We've proven that we can get off this planet and so they're right. like all right well now that you've got that let's basically point to where our next portal is. is and then when he goes through it in the book what you actually see is a bunch of other it looks like a stargate like there's a bunch of other ships like there's right. an entire ship made out of solid gold or whatever so then like what what evolutionary stage is the one just being pure energy because like what he does is he comes back and this is in the movie he uh kind of gets onto his mom's television because he's like saying goodbye to her through the TV. But in the book, he's like, Shit, she's like on her last this? legs and he's like, I gotta what? say goodbye to her. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Yeah. I mean, Christian and I are just looking baffled. He's right just now. pure energy now. The next, the next stage. Every, every sentence you say gives us three right. more questions. You gotta read some more sci fi. So you need to trust. Damn questions. But what's interesting, I mean, we talked about some of the tiles and what they talk about. And mm -hmm. uh, some of these Toynbee tiles are actually. They actually seem to be instructions as to how to make more tiles. For example, one says, you must make and glue tiles. You, as media is. You being all caps with a bunch of exclamation marks. But this message cuts off, but hints essentially at the distrust towards media, if you want to take it that way. Right. 
but also sounds like they're trying to spread their art style or trying to get other people yeah. on board with with doing this other tiles have been even more bizarre in their messaging and some even have conspiracy theories on on the sides so like there's like the main tile that says the main the message that we've heard a few times. Yeah. And then on the sides, like he attaches like a tiny. Oh, like a baby tile. Yeah, with another message or like. Oh, so the side. So sometimes, there's like little conspiracy theories tucked into the margins of this thing. Yeah, or like on oh. the edge of it, there's the red lines, and then outside, yeah. just attached to it. Interesting. <laughs> there's more messages. Or yeah. Do you want me to read some of these conspiracies? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at first I was like, how can this person, like, make, I don't know, tens, hundreds of tiles based off of this damn movie? Now that Trevor has fried my brain, uh, it makes sense. It's I'm, what I'm doing is I'm forcing him through the series of evolutions it takes yeah. to, <laughs> to understand. Let me tell you. it. Listen, I haven't read it in a long time, but it's my much mind is squonking right easier now. to interpret. You're squonking about? Melting. It's, just turn, it's melting. melting, bro. It's, <laughs> it's much easier to understand when you read it. And also, someone like myself doesn't, in the midst of a conspiracy podcast, ramble out the main talking points non sequitur. I mean, uh, again, <laughs> vital to this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I mean, it just seems like someone that's just got a lot of time on their hands that happens yeah. to be a fan of the movie, Um, you know, might be be just like a big believer in uh, conspiracy theories maybe some cryptids well it's interesting that you liken it to graffiti because it is essentially it sounds like an art style that is trying to convey a message yeah and graffiti essentially does that mm -hmm. at varying degrees so what we have here is the banksy of tiles banksy very yeah. popular artist yeah whose art pieces sell for a lot of money and then when they sell they shred but yeah let's let's talk about some of the conspiracies that are tucked into the margins of some of these yeah. otherwise innocuous tiles they just kind of say otherwise the main message right. is the same as the other one so this episode through a shredder no oh, man you put it out 24 hours don't listen to it it's shredded dang this is what if we put out all of our episodes but they only lasted for 24 hours you heard yeah, it or you be, didn't that'd be interesting people just save them and upload them. yeah damn you damn so here we go internet. one of them says quote and it's kind of familiar to one i just read but it says quote please make plus glue tiles as the American media is working with the Soviet Union and its thousands of fronts in the U.S. too, dot, dot, dot. Another one says, quote, under Freedom of Information Act, NBC journalists funneled FBI information on me to Soviet, dot, dot, dot. On the artist? Perhaps. It does say on me. Right. So it would probably, yeah, indicate the artist. Why would they target that individual person? I don't know, maybe this person feels like they know information that they shouldn't or that they are aware of incriminating evidence right. towards the government, the media, etc. Because this next one, albeit much more dark, certainly a threat, a direct threat, but it says simply, quote, murder every journalist, I beg you. Ooh, so, okay. like I said, very dark. Now we're this person dark definitely territory. seems to hold a lot of cynicism with regards to media right. and the controlled narrative. I'm doing air quotes you know, kind of as it were. Is there any indication of when that, the flip of the switch happened? That's From, a good like, question. Talking about this movie. To yeah. Yeah. Like, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but like the earlier tiles are just the message. Pretty right. 
And then as time went on, more things got added. And gotcha. The style even changed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an evolution of style and messaging there, which one could convey that there are copycats some other people. Yeah, or, let's say who's to say it's not a copycat. Yeah, or it could convey that they're going through a monolith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tie it all together. There's two more pieces that we got here. So okay. another one says, quote, and if this idea survives after all, make those... Hellions pay for what they've done. I'm begging you. Mm. And the last one says, quote, that's when I beg them not to destroy it. Thank you and goodbye. And so if you stitch these all together, it almost sounds like someone who's saying, this is how you can make these tiles, but also be woke to the fact that America is actually working with its so-called enemy, right? And remember, these tiles started kicking up in, in the heart of the Cold War. We're talking about the right. early 80s. And so they're actually saying that this is a farce, that maybe they're working together or whatever, that the controlled narrative behind media is nothing but propaganda. And then it starts to kind of talk about violent acts being had against journalists because whatever. And then they start to say, you know, if my messages make it through, it means that maybe I didn't. But like, yeah. they're just, they're basically just trying to say like, just be wary of the messaging of media. And I don't know. It's interesting. If not, definitely like, deeply conspiratorial right it it's i think it's interesting to me that it didn't start off like that right it, it there was no reason that kind of like tells me that it should have began that way at all it very much was it seems like it was very much like a um hey look i'm laying down tiles and stuff like that and then uh, you know what uh, i'll start putting a little bit of myself into this which is yeah the conspiracy stuff that happened right yeah well one distinct tile in particular ended up being nicknamed the Manifesto Tile. Now, this particular tile stands kind of different from the other ones, and it features an entire story and a conspiracy theory. Jillian's got a photo for you here. Now, as you look over that, it seems to express deep paranoia to the media, in particular NBC, as we had heard yeah, in one of the like quotes before. Yeah, four sheets of paper together. Yeah, and uh, not only just NBC, but also John S. Knight, who was the co-founder of the Knight Rider newspaper, and believes that they have ties to the mafia. Now, the mafia is in play. The message is overall anti-Semitic in nature, and the Tyler even believes that the Soviet Union is involved in some deep conspiracy in order to silence them, them being the, uh, the author or the, the creator of these tiles, I imagine. So yeah, I mean, of all the many conspiracies that seem to exist out there, they seem to be centering on the propaganda nature, and they're, and they're kind of cherry-picking a couple different sentiments and right. groups which, of people. Which kind of brings me to believe that's one person mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, a group of people. Yeah. Just, like, the way things are being picked out. It seems very opinionated in a sense. I'm just like, look, right. I'm talking about all of, like, media. Now I'm talking about, like, specific people. And I don't know. It seems like it's one person doing this as opposed to, like, a group being like, okay, we're going after right. just the big overarching... Structures. Well, it also even seems kind of sporadic in almost that, yeah. you know, the person seems to be connecting threads that they're not really outlining the connection between, right? They're talking about the U.S. and Russia, and that seems a little bit more direct. But then they start talking about the mafia and then NBC in particular, as well as John S. Knight in particular. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It I guess without like the mind of one person, but not only that, that it's like they're, they're just firing from the hip. Right. They're right. ramblings of core topics and, and buzzwords rather than, I mean, obviously it's a tile, so it's limited, 
but like we're not getting a lot of the in-betweens. Yeah. Well, hello again, Task Force. Trevor, as always, here just talking to you about the state of the Red Web Union, as it were. Just things going on in our world. Store.roosterteeth.com. There is a, that new hoodie is up. But I also wanted to say, with regards to the store, thank you all for buying out all of the cryptid pins. Those flew off the shelves instantly. So I can't thank you all enough, as always, for coming out and supporting the show. It's literally one of the best ways to do that. Another good way, sharing the show with a friend of yours, somebody who also likes mysteries, because there's no better way to explore mysteries than noodling on the theories with a friend of yours. Uh, But that said, I want to talk about some of today's sponsors. Today's episode of Red Web is sponsored by Babbel. We are well into 2022 now, but we're still working on our new goals, aren't we? Are you? I am. Top of my list is uh, to continue learning languages. Uh, it's, it's just like a side passion of mine. I like linguistics. I like the etymology of words and languages. And so it's a really fun thing to do. Babbel makes it really easy to do that by giving you bite-sized language lessons that you can use in the real world. Uh, it's fast. It's fun. And it's kind of addictive because they gamify it. I like to use this to keep up with my French and Spanish that I used to take back in school. But it's also fun to dabble with other more uh, less common languages, I would say. Things like Indonesian, Dutch, Polish, Turkish, a lot of other really cool languages that we don't often hear about when it comes to language learning services. Other language learning apps use AI for lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language learning experts, plus their speech recognition software and their tech help you improve your pronunciation and your accent so that way you can blend right in. If you want to just disappear into the halls of France, you can sound like you are a, uh, a resident with your amazing accent. Mine, very American. But right now, with a purchase of a three-month Babbel subscription, you will get an additional three months for free. So you get to double what you just got. That's six months for the price of three months. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code REDWEB. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash, oh, not slash, code REDWEB, Babbel, language for life. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Do you want a podcast that dives into the details behind conspiracy theories, cults, and scams? Well, you can get all of that and more with The Jordan Harbinger Show. It covers a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with guests that offer an inside look at the worlds that most of us don't get to see. Check out his episode on combating mind control or his episode with Javier Pena and Steve Murphy on taking down Pablo Escobar. The show also covers technology stories like deep fakes, telepathy, and preventing a superbug epidemic. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Upstart. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily with a personal loan so you can start living your life. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get a fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart's model considers other factors beyond your credit score, like your income, employment, and other information to find a smarter rate for your loan. Check your rate in just five minutes for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash redweb. That's upstart.com slash redweb. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, your income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once again, go to upstart.com slash redweb 
And remember, they're your finances. They're very important to you. So remember to do your research uh, when you look at services like this. And with that said, let's get right back into the mystery. But let's talk about kind of the investigation around these tiles and, and what people have found in trying to look a little closer. But as I mentioned, the tiles began somewhere in the early 80s, and a collective research initiative around these tiles has not been very easy because there's not a lot of information around them outside of just them kind of popping up. There's a team that was featured in a 2011 documentary named Resurrect Dead, The Mystery of the Toynbee Tiles. Now this features Justin Dewar, Colin Smith, and Steve Wenick. And they were able to compile a loose history on these tiles, as well as the style that these tiles seem to have. Now these individuals met each other through online forums and other personal websites. So we, we've seen how this particular mystery, like many in the modern era, have just gone viral with the advent of the internet. You know, they were kind of floating around, but then once they kind of caught hold on the internet, they just suddenly they spread like wildfire as, as information can share much faster and people start wondering, okay, well, what are these tiles actually about? So Dewar cataloged the ones that he would see while walking around Philadelphia, and the messages have remained very similar since they first kind of appeared on the scene, but the style of the tiles has changed, which is interesting, because now we have a style change and we have these more conspiratorial messaging starting to appear. Uh, so there's a shift, which does that mean that there's other people? Does that mean there was a handoff? Yeah. Or a change so, in one well, person's mind? There's a couple mind? things like, just like shot through my mind there. Um, one being with, with mysteries like this, it's very much so it's like, oh, how do we know that this isn't just like a copycat or whatnot? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I feel like the original artists, if they're still putting out stuff, would then go, hey, there's a copycat, <laughs> right? Like, because it, it seems very much like there's, it would be very conflicting, right? I don't think it's, it wouldn't be easy to align those two things together, right? If there were two separate people to just be like, look, you, I'm talking about this movie. You're talking about these crazy conspiracies. Yeah, we get mm -hmm. along. Mm -hmm. I feel like the original artist would be like, hey, that's not me. There's a copycat out there. So with, with a tile that hasn't been put out saying anything like that this to me seems like it's just the same person expanded on their mind mm -hmm. you know something that you said there kind of reminded me now 2001 a space odyssey in particular that film is at the center of other conspiracies such as faking the moon landing i'm sure you've heard a lot about that this person whoever's behind these tiles that was fake it was all green screen it was okay so the, the, it was new tech that they used and it wasn't green screen but it was like using a projector to cast light onto a a pane of glass that was at a 45 degree angle it whatever yeah, i there's, there's been leaks there's been leaked confidential contracts information listen like just that. keep that nodding your head and make me feel okay because like it, it gets yeah. spooky and we never, complicated. we never went to the moon <laughs> but people like put this film at the center of the messaging for not going to the moon they're like this was a proof of concept for for being able to make footage that looked convincingly on the moon mm. right and so with that in mind, it stands to reason that whoever is kind of behind these tiles is saying that maybe not only that, but maybe this, this film has other hidden messages that could be revolving around, again, whatever the media propaganda is, right? Interesting. Just by being so open and artistic and being so groundbreaking with its, with its technology and, it, and the with techniques of filming, right? As poorly as I explained it, there's a lot of really amazing techniques that Kubrick used. A lot of people looked at that and said, no, nah, there's secret 
messages in here that support my beliefs, right? And so maybe that's what's happening here. It's a bit the of a number projection. 23 situation. Exactly. Where if you're looking for the number, yeah. you'll find it everywhere, right? It's amazing that we can talk with so many film references. I feel like just by referring to a movie, you convey so much meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, everyone here got that. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. I got it. Or, right, and it's based off the concept of the number yeah. 23. If you look you anywhere. You see it you, everywhere. You when just, you add things yep. up, it turn, always comes to 23. You can somehow add or subtract or use right. math, right, to, to get to that number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spooky stuff. But um, now let's talk about the evolution of these tiles. So the early tiles did not feature the borders that we talked about before, right? Like the, the red outline or sometimes other primary colors. And they were usually found in Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C., New York, and Rio de Janeiro. Uh, by the 90s, the tiles did, in fact, have more colors. They had the borders. They started to have those smaller messages on the sides. And in the late 90s, they added things like oh, spoons. Oh, wow, late 90s. Yeah, so they're just continuing to evolve. And by the late 90s, they were adding things to them like spoons or leg-shaped tiles and sometimes even coffee cups. Uh, now, would that, Jillian, be like pieces of a coffee cup? Or would it be a full? It looks like a tile shaped like a coffee cup. Oh, got you. So oh. just like adding essentially pictures, pictures. In, yeah. in a sense. I couldn't tell if the spoon was a real spoon or if it was a tile. I feel like that <laughs> would be pretty easy. They're kind of older kinda pictures. <laughs> yeah. And the content of the styles then began to get seemingly more paranoid. So on one hand, it does, there's, there's one thought that instantly comes to mind. Like, is this a, a handoff from one to another? Or as you were kind of indicating, is this an evolution of a whether it be a mental state, an evolution of ideology in mm -hmm. there in, in the conspiratorial nature or what right. have you, or is it just, the, okay, I've, I've started, it's too subtle, let me start getting a little bit more deliberate with my messaging. Right. Um, the slow descent into madness. Yeah. Which, what you guys will soon discover is happening with this podcast. Well, absolutely. And, and Trevor. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I like to think that I'm the center of reason here. Well, well uh, when we get to episode know, 100, I've, and I've used nothing but reason straight, and logic to talk about owls and bring that say, to yeah, the conversation. Three straight episodes about owls in episode 100, and you just go, all right, well, he's lost it. Hold on, the task force, <laughs> the task force is the wind in my sails. Listen, they're feeding me all sorts of owl propaganda that's out there. Yeah, and, then, and yeah, uh, they, they, they will for now. And then you think that was the Super Bowl we watched? No, no, no. That was yeah, superb exactly. owl oh propaganda. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So in 2000, let's go back to the tiles now. <laughs> in 2000s, uh, the tiles seemed to go through an even more experimental phase. So some of the tiles were placed on highways. <laughs> just imagine just someone just running out. <laughs> right. Maybe that's at midnight, so like there's less right, traffic. Right. But they're like, doing this super late at night, but they're still. <laughs> <laughs> as they sprint right, off exactly. and jump over the median um but they started being Wait, placed how, in how are, yeah. who's reading these tiles on the damn highway someone is because we're talking about it well yeah exactly I'm that? justin Durr, he's reading them. justin Durr, yeah i mean he's out there just what? walking highways looking for tiles what the hell but they started making them vertical instead of horizontal right because they were rectangular shape yeah now they're tall rectangular shape <laughs> anyway um <laughs> Making it easier for those who are driving to read them, kind of to answer your question. I mean, if you're speeding by, not at mm, 80 miles an hour reading. Maybe if some you're in LA, tile. bumper to bumper traffic, and, and you you look out your window and be like, oh, some tiles. Maybe they're like, maybe this is proof of concept. Like he's going to start selling this space. He's going to be like, this oh. is my guerrilla marketing. How are you? you? Want, these are micro billboards. You see, this is a whole business, bro. I'm just, I mean, look, I put, I'm, I'm six one. 
Okay. Uh -huh. I'm six one. Right? Six one and a half. I'm s no, we're the same height. No, no, no. <laughs> six one and a quarter. We're the same height. We're six. We're, we're six both one. Fronting on the We've mic. been over this already. You said you're six two, and I went, nope, we're six one. Um, <laughs> I am six two. No, we are six I was one. Like, we are six one. Um, we're same height. We went, got suits measured. We're the exact same measurement across the board. It's true. Um, but you know, six one sitting in my car. Chest out. Uh, I I can't see. He's the, not sitting the, in his car. He's scrunched up in his car below me. Right. I, I might be low riding. Right. I mean, my uncle's like, hey, little cousin, like this, bro. <laughs> but like, but, but like, I'm I'm not. I don't. I still don't see how you could see that. Right, right. Even then, like, unless you're rolling like a dog to, or Ace Ventura with your head out the window, exactly, looking down, or like, even be able to read it. I might right. be able to. I might be able to see like, oh, there's some kind of thing on the ground. Right. You'll you'll see a blur of white you, go by. Yeah, but how are you gonna read it? They're, they're not all on highways, but they were also added to highways. Right. I some think, of them I are think on you might have gotten streets. hung up on the word highway. Oh, I was very hung up on that. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Oh, oh, what, uh, why? Don't apologize for this man's madness, Jillian. You said highways. Slow I ran down. With it. Okay. I'm scared. Right. Slow down. <laughs> I will just slow down. On the highway. We can't go too slow. Yeah, the speed limit. But it's also worth mentioning, and in, in kind of like they're, they were no longer the size of a license plate. Many of them began to be much smaller around the size of an index card. So maybe that okay. helps you read it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I you're thought, used to the height. I thought the highway thing was going to be explained to me, and you're going to say they're much bigger. You I, I was hoping one would smaller. end up the size of a car. You went much smaller. <laughs> they're both. Some are bigger, mm -hmm. some uh -huh. are smaller. Uh -huh. But it would, the highway one. This man's hung up on too no many details. <laughs> so it, the, suffice to say, yeah. Task Force, that in the 2000s, the tiles started to really shift, right? Not only just being horizontal in nature, sometimes vertical, but then sometimes square. I mean, we're talking about Vine now. Bigger, smaller, different locations. Some of them were made to be long strips where the words were strung together like one long sentence rather than on multiple lines. Damn that person. That's annoying. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, the messaging never really wavered, right? We might have had some of these conspiracies tucked in the margins, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, as much as the style changed, the core messaging seemed to be the same. Now, also in the early 2000s, there was one Toynbee tile in particular that was found in Chile. It had an address on it. I'm not going to read the whole address because it is an active, lived-in address. Um, but it says Escriva Toynbee A, etc., etc., 7th Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then the zip code USA. Now, a Toynbee tile was found near this address, so now we're suddenly geocaching with, with tiles. Yeah. Those who visited the row home at the address were met with someone who refused to answer the door. So it almost seems like, is this the place that that person lives? Or just someone that... Or they just fed up. Very annoyed. Yeah. Very annoyed. Yes. Is it illegal to just throw out, say... Dox someone? Yeah. Whether you know who it is or not? Yeah. I mean, you're just doxing someone. I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. I think that's technically illegal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. I was about to say, what if someone just... Had a lot of money, and they're like, you know, I'm gonna throw out this random phone number during the Super Bowl. Right, right. <laughs> that everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna call that number. Nasty, That's nasty, disgusting. Prank. Oh, yeah. Of course, it'd be Christian's number, but still, well, of course. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, obviously, with with this being in play, and the fact that no one's answering the door, which is, like you said, normal. Uh, but anyway, Probably a lot of people of were people thinking, like, at the door. right? No, are you the person no with the tiles? Please. Uh, we got a lot of mad people coming to my door asking about tiles. I, I, I don't know. 
This is a carpet house. You think it'd be something cooler than people asking? Right. Are you are you the person that puts tiles on pavement? Well, I mean, like whether they were or weren't, a lot of yeah. people locked yeah. it into their minds that that is where right. the Tyler lived. That is his house or her house. Right. We still don't know. Um, but once the internet arrived, uh, bless. People interested in, for better or worse, yeah. uh, people interested in the tiles could connect and share the images of these tiles. I mean, it became extraordinarily viral. It, and so this is where it, like many of our bread and butter mysteries, like it transcended into the digital realm and just yep. like ran away. It just got, like yeah, started going connect. crazy with it. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of people dealing there. Like, is there like there's a group of people that get together? Like, what do you guys they call like squonkers or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We meet up. Take a little cry. Take a little in cry? The, in the forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go. meet up in the swamps of northern Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> this, year's, this year's gathering was a little smaller. Just Jillian. <laughs> um... I, I adore squonk. I, I want some squonk. We have some Mothman propaganda. I think we need some squonk propaganda now. <laughs> just like I said, it's squonk literally squonk aganda. Yeah. Oh, Hank, it should literally that. just be. It's, like, it's like instead of we are Groot, it's I am. Yes, I am squonk. We are squonk. <laughs> so the church um, should just be a puddle of water. <laughs> here's the thing. I've heard and said squonk too much now that it's it's lost all meaning. And now it just sounds like a weird sound. It does. Blank. Yeah. Wow. You want to talk about the cryptoid? Blank. Um. Anyway, started getting crazy, but it also I had. Think, I don't think the person would dox themselves. I don't think they would either. Yeah. I think that you know, if they're maybe laying clues to a an important destination or or another tile, that's you know to be seen. I, I just because I wouldn't see someone who is very big on conspiracies and like especially with some about like you know. Uh, the media whatnot i don't see them wanting to those are the type of people that usually want to keep their information private as much as possible right right not necessarily just be like and here i am especially if they're talking i mean let's say that these were not veild threats they were oh literally yeah, there was threatening kill, journalists yeah kill the, yeah so yeah um especially happen. when there's also anti-semitic messaging and some of these things like you're you're dabbling with a lot of really toxic stuff and also dabbling with like governmental powers and saying all sorts of like it's libel but also beyond that it's it's inhumane right yep. to say the least but anyway with the advent of the internet a lot of connection was happening a lot of intrigue with this mystery caught wind uh, or, or caught fire a lot it just spread a lot but the beneficial side of that is that the resurrect dead team that we talked about before was connected to a broader group of people who are now aware of this mystery and could help feed them information that could maybe help figure out what was going on with these tiles in fact, there was somebody in particular that will remain anonymous, I think, who sent a newspaper clipping relating to the tiles over to the Resurrect Dead team. Now, this newspaper clipping, there's a little bit of background here, so I'm going to give you some colorful background. This newspaper clipping was from Clark DeLeon of the Philadelphia Inquirer. He wrote about a caller he had in 1983. Now, this caller in 1983, one year before the first tiles were written about, um, they had somebody call in and they were talking about their personal theories about resurrecting, quote, dead molecules on Jupiter. So now the Resurrect Dead team has 
literal evidence of whoever it's basically like it seems like that's, this is the tyler calling that's it gotta be the same person yeah. right because yeah, yeah, yeah. two things here one it the was chase. before the tiles came out right so there's the, i mean right at the beginning no one's it. gonna copy anything that doesn't exist yet mm-hmm. and then also what are the chances someone talking resurrect about the dead resurrecting resurrecting dead people on jupiter well, dead molecules but yes molecules resurrecting yes. dead molecules sorry zombies on the mind Oh, I totally understand. Jupiter. Multiverse of Madness on the that way. That is so... Mm. Mm. I'll talk about that later. Sorry, I just uh, took him off the... <laughs> oh, you, 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 you sparked it, and then you... Dude, the theory. And then I took it out. I lit your candle, out. and then I took shoved it, it in the sink. Took it out. The excitement. That's right. Ooh, that trailer. Oh, Illuminati. Man. Uh, man, anyways. We need to have a Red Web movie spinoff podcast where I can let you geek out to me <laughs> about all like the House of M and... and Oh, S- secret wars and stuff. Stuff. Ooh, good stuff. Good anyway, stuff. anyway, yes. sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Keep <throat> ourselves contained. Okay. So, but yeah, basically, jumping to the chase, there's a, a newspaper article that's written first person about an experience with a caller who is clearly, in my mind and your mind as well, oh, the the Tyler. I'd put the person, money on yeah. That. So the earnings have that. that I would make from future me telling me what to bet on, exactly. I would put that money on uh, this. Yeah. Also, I would say like, when should I start going to the doctor? By the way, coming back to old me, I'd be like, when should I have started going to the doctor more that was, consistently? Okay, so this is what the and he, he'll be like, oh, you should get your prostate checked out a little earlier. Yeah, also, there's yeah. a huge mole on your back that you aren't aware of yeah, when you're 38. Get that checked. Just go for it. Just go for it. That, Don't let that atrophy or, that, or whatever. Don't let that fester. Brushing past the, the doctor. <laughs> uh, poking, it's real stuff. Poking your almond. Um, My almond. <laughs> Listen, you got to make it weird. I'm I'm talking about medical needs. There's a medical need. You got it's. I got a family, right, you know, history I'm, here that I'm, I'm talking about. I'm Put myself on the line. PGA poke on the almond. You are making it worse. <laughs> what do you mean making it worse? I'm I'm making it kid friendly. This man's fingering walnuts. <laughs> No, no. Any, anyways, <laughs> stop making what shouldn't be kid friendly kid friendly. <laughs> Any, anyways, Somehow that made it worse. Here's some kind of sensory street lesson. I don't know. Damn, um, Big Bird shouldn't be talking about uh, this. Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> though none of the original question I was going to ask, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was future you? Would you? Would you want to know how you would go die? Well, if you seven had year opera- old me is not going to know that. Seven year old you is not going to know. Star but, like, child me, they would know. But like. Would you want Julian with a small gas? Would you would you want to know? Um, I don't know. Cause like here's the thing. If if fate is what it is, if determinism is the way that the world works, it doesn't matter if I know. Uh, because I'm not gonna avoid it. And then in fact, by avoiding it, I would then make it happen, probably. If free will is in play, then sure, but something else will pop me. So we'll, I'm we'll, not too we'll, worried about we'll it. We'll just we'll just ask the twin beacon vector, like that's the point of the story, is that they knew. That they 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 believe their future was good. This so man they made it happen. This man is a, a soothsayer, and he doesn't even know it. His gut instinct puts us right back on the rails, as far off the tracks as he wants to take us. He puts us right back on. Yeah, every time. Yeah, and I'm a star child. I'm a star child. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Acts the part that's like it's like final destination. Uh, no, I don't need you, to know. I'm not can, worried about it. Right? Like I, I feel like it would take over my life right i don't need to be thinking about it yeah. i think about plenty of things i did when i was a child and that drive me uh to anxious dreams when i'm now so like no i don't need right. to know future anxious stuff or okay or i don't need side, to be real squonking or flip side it's kind of it's kind of like final destination where you do know and you can't change it but then death will keep coming right but then i just need to witness a birth mm. done is that was that like broke final that hex six or something 
Uh, it's man, I lost track of all. The, which <laughs> I ones. was like, wait, which phone destination? That's the one where the kid gets like popped at a at a barbecue because like a, an ambulance is coming for him, but his brother or dad like knock him out of the yeah. way, and then he goes to the barbecue and it explodes anyway, and it's yep. just left with his stumpy legs it just is. like he's just stood there and the rest it of his is. body's gone they're rebooting that series i'm excited okay uh, i don't know it was good stuff but then it started getting long in the tooth but anyway let's come back to some of the other information that the resurrect dead team was getting interestingly enough right a man by the name of david mamet uh, had a play named 4 a.m and it portrays a very similar story in it a radio show host receives a call from a listener who believes that the movie's 2001, A Space Odyssey, proposes real plans to start new life on Jupiter. Spoiler alert, it's a gaseous planet. You're going to fall through the surface and get crushed into a diamond. Oh, yeah. You'll fall for like an eternity, right? Oh, You're going to precipitate out. Maybe back there. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from the that's front. That's what they say in the books. Then it's got a back. Hey, if a planet has a front, a planet's <laughs> got a back. That's right. Get those diamonds from the back. <laughs> That's um, gonna be a quote um, somewhere. Don't quote that. <laughs> We're gonna have a shirt a with bag. Jupiter on like the front, and on the back, it's well. Don't let your mind wander. It's squonk. Um, uh, but yeah. But anyway, much like any story, movie, whatever, uh, Mamet claims, or Mame, if it's French, claims that there's no connection between the real story and 4 a.m. Which happens. Sometimes right, it's just yeah. coincidence and things line up. What a coincidence. Quite. And very specific at that. I don't, be- I don't, I don't believe the collar and the tile thing is a coincidence, though. Mm-hmm. That's- now, there is a tile floating out there that does hint at the creator. And it says, quote, I am only one man. And when I caught a fatal disease, they gloated over its death. So... What? This now man we've confirmed has an issue with direct objects. I'm I'm struggling to follow the sentence a little bit, but let's just break it down. There's one person doing these tiles. They're admitting that there's just one person. So we've got that kind of locked in one, if you can believe it. One person seems like a male. They've got a they're a male. They're a, they have caught a fatal disease, which mm-hmm. is maybe why they're willingly exposing what they think is their right. information, they, their they knowledge. Know time could expire. Now, where I'm confused is who is they with the quote they gloated? And what is it when they refer to its death? Its death being himself, the the death of the, the disease? Is it the media that is kind of like talking about a certain disease and he sees it as them mm-hmm. gloating and interpreting it as gloating? Right. Like on one hand, it seems like someone is making fun or, or, is, or is bragging over the fact that he has a fatal disease. Yeah. But on the other hand... I'll just read it again. I am only one man, and when I caught a fatal disease, they gloated over its death. But why? The death of the disease is what it. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Sounds wouldn't, like. wouldn't you be happy that the disease died? I'm not but sure. But then, how would it die? Cryptic. You Cryptic. got it. It's fatal to you. But if the disease is dead. Mm. Yeah. Either yeah. way, though, I mean, we've talked about the 80s through the early 2000s, but if you are to believe this particular tile with one man. It's interesting that they talk about a fatal disease because tiles have continued to appear through 2016 as far west as Kansas City, i.e. this person's still active. At least as a few years ago, they're still active. Now, the Tyler hasn't stopped, uh, obviously, since the 1980s, but they seem to be focusing on other cities and taking a hiatus from Philadelphia where it seemed to be a hotspot for quite some time. Now, this could be due to the documentary I referred to earlier, or it just could be that they're trying to spread a message or that they moved. It, it could be one of many I was about to say, they could have just moved. Yeah. 
Some believe that the last original tile was placed in 2001 or 2002, and that all those that came after have simply been copycats. Another group called the House of Hades creates very similar tiles, but they have very different messages and include the group's name on the tiles. So these newer ones in Philadelphia and, and in Kansas City and whatnot may not be official. You know, there again, there are other groups that do this. What would be the indicator? Like what... Like if people are saying that the last original one was in 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. what was the shift there? Right. Because it seems like even up to 2001, there was shifts, yeah. right? So what shift conveyed the difference? Yep. To me, maybe it's the fact that they self-admitted a fatal disease. Maybe it could be that they wanted to end with their core message of 2001. So these are all assumptions people are making that seem very poetic. Yeah, I was about to say it's poetic if it stopped yeah, in 2001. But, but Jillian, is there anything outside of maybe that that people have kind of leaned on to say, this is what shows me that it's ended? Uh, Jillian, if you or is it just a me, theory? If we could just tell me who it was, that'd be great. Right, 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 right. Or Kat. Kat, I think you wrote this part. Um, so what kind of made people think that maybe these later ones or more recent ones aren't authentic, that these are copycats? I think the biggest thing was just that so much time had passed. People like from the 80s to now, I feel right. like people just kind of couldn't believe that like this person was still very active, still doing the same thing. It just, I don't know. Didn't make sense in their heads. Exactly. Okay. And so, yeah, especially how like the style has changed and stuff. All of the changes that came with it over time, I think really convinced people that it was just a copycat. Gotcha. So they were willing to overlook some of the early changes. I think the, the issue with assuming, well, the fact that they are assuming is is kind of the core issue yeah. that these later ones are copycats but it's interesting i mean like why did yeah, they, why mean, didn't they think when the first conspiracy was like right. loaded in there that those weren't copycats yeah. right or I'm that sure the people, first some red people border did or, think that too or whatnot yeah. that just might be the most popular thought yeah well with that said i mean there are tons of theories as to who this could be there are specific names that we're going to talk about. There is a team of people that we're going to talk about. And then there's somebody we're going to talk about and keep their anonymity going. Right. But it revolves around that address we talked about earlier. Okay. I was about to say, if there's nothing in the theories about right. this damn address, because mm-hmm. why are you just throwing this address out there? Right. Right. There's something there that I want to dig into. There, there's got to be a reason behind it. I right. don't I don't think that the person was throwing down all these tiles and you know what? You know what? They would just said to themselves, I'll just throw out one tile with an address on it. Mm-hmm. I'll randomly dock somebody. What a specific address to pick as well. It's Yeah, there's yeah. got to be meaning behind it. Let's talk about one individual in particular who is a common theorized artist behind these Toynbee oh. tiles. And that is the person named James Marasco. So this, I'm really happy we're talking about this person because this is the person who called in to the Philadelphia Inquirer in 1983 and he's talking about resurrecting dead molecules. He's talking about Jupiter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, you obviously want to go with this person, but some people believe beyond that, maybe the reasoning behind his call and if he's behind the tiles, his passion in the first place is that he had interest in Toynbee's writing. That is Arnold J. Toynbee, who we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, as well as the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. Unlike its name, it didn't come out in the year 2001. Right. So both were out by this point in time. And so it's either that this person was just interested in these topics and it happened to coincide with somebody else being interested in making these tiles, or this is like the 
the cornerstone between Man. his interests, reaching out to the public to talk about them. Right. And he said, you know what? That it didn't just, stick. I'm going to put tiles in the floor. Yeah, it just seems like it would be the person. Otherwise, there's two separate people that should really hang out. Yeah. <laughs> like, just chilling out there. Right. They can talk about... Soulmates. They can talk about all all the 2001 Space Odyssey and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah, when, yeah, 2001 Space Odyssey came out. What year? Like the 80s? Before that, it was like seventies or sixties. Holy hell! Nineteen sixty-eight. Dang. Dang. Remember all those movies before we landed that, on the moon? Be that's, like, of course that's, it did. I talked yeah, about this earlier in the yeah, episode yeah, because they yeah. were saying this is how they beta tested the faking of the moon landing. Yep, it's true. So like it had yeah. to be before sixty-nine. Man, all the movies that are, I mean, you know, this episode being recorded in the year twenty twenty-two. All the movies, uh-huh. all the movies that were just like in the year twenty twenty. Right. It's like, and then you see a car. I'm like, nope. <laughs> People nope. dressed up like fashion. It was like garbage bags and stuff like that. Well, hold on. That's still going. That's still happening. Is that? That's not. Yeah. Look at my pants. Two garbage pants, one in each leg. That don't look like no damn garbage bags. Yeah, they're adjustable waists. That's crazy. I just, <laughs> I just cinched the bands. Red. Yeah, you just yeah. pull them out, tie and them. And I actually, and then, you know, if I want to put on like a little bit of a dance show, I get those hefty bags with the flex. So that way... Oh, uh, you also get the They're strong. They too. don't tear, but they flex to my dance moves, oh. which are very experimental and very focused on the I mean, that's, a, that's the important. Limbs. You extend the knee a certain way. And exactly. No give. It's over. Right. 90% of my dancing is in the knees. Torso, dead still. <laughs> See a lot. You sit a lot. It's very isolated. Me. A lot of your dances are very isolated in certain areas. Yeah. Like the bodies move, but not all of it. Just very isolated areas. Independently. <laughs> yeah. They oscillate. But coming back to some of people's theories around James Marasco, and and I'm gonna jump into it because, of course, we're talking about like people's theories on the this guy's interest in the movie and perhaps right. Arnold J. Toynbee's writings. But you would hope that there was much more to go off of because of the timing of this phone call, yep. talking about the Philadelphia Inquirer. I mean, just as a side note, it seems that a lot of people are talking about a potential feud between Marasco and the newspaper called Night Rider. Who once owned the Philadelphia Inquirer? See, you started that off with newspaper, but as soon as mm-hmm. Knight Rider came in, I was thinking this guy's got a few with the car. Right, right. <laughs> this guy's got a big old few with this vehicle that can talk. <laughs> well, listen, there's something dangerous about a vehicle that's sentient and can talk. I think he might have been onto something. But I guess what's frustrating here is that there's not a lot to go off of. It just seems like except for some really incredible biggest, timing. I just feel like if this was a case. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, and you're looking uh-huh. for cracks. This is a damn hole. Right. Right? Well, thankfully. Okay. All for right. now. Oh, what? Well. After finding a tile in Kansas City, we had a journalist named Doug Wargle who began investigating this mystery in particular. Okay. And he himself contacted the James Marasco that was listed in the Philadelphia phone book, hoping that that would be the correct James Marasco. What year is this? So finally, we have somebody actually digging in and being like, hey, uh, in the Kansas City tile, which was, what, 2014? Were people digging in phone books in 2014? I mean, you still get them, don't you? You have I, them. I, I, don't, I don't get no phone book. I wasn't, you, you still subscribe to phone books or something? I don't get it. How do you... How do you how do you even get a phone book? That's my question. I don't know. How do you not get a phone book? They just show up. They just show up. I don't know. That's a whole other mystery. How do phone books get around? Stop making them, dude. All right. This man looking to a phone book. Called um, the guy's number. That's 2014 phone book. Still weird to me. And, and and then what happened? So yeah, he's like, all right, I'm gonna stop 
looking at the surface level like everyone else. I'm going to stop looking at this this feud business. I'm going to stop guesstimating that he's a, a, a fan of the Toynbee's writings right. and, and all this other stuff. I'm just going to go talk to the man. Well, his I like widow, now I like him too. However, his widow was the one who answered the phone and had no knowledge of the tiles, right? And then also said that Morasco had died in 2003, mm-hmm. which is interesting because right, the tiles continued to be placed after, after that year. But wasn't there a switch? When was the switch? Is that 2002? There was a stylistic switch around this time, yeah. right? Throughout the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Well, hold on. Okay. Because the ninth, keep the aggression, <laughs> but wait a second. Give me info. Give me the info. <laughs> so through the 90s, it seemed to be, it started to evolve, right? And then somewhere in the early 2000s, there was a long break. Right. So like this immediately opens up a couple like we got to whip, whip out Occam's razor, right? Yep. On one hand, we got the wrong James Morasco. Yes. On the other hand, this proves that this was the guy and that there was a handoff to somebody Same. else. Ask the widow to check his shed. And on the third hand, why don't we have more information about this James Morasco? Because like this phone call centers him in this it mystery. Just, it, like I said, I feel like I could just like burst out of this case that's cracked wide open like a newborn baby. I thought you were going to say like an alien. No. An alien. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. Chest burster. Hell yeah. That's probably cleaner. Um, but uh, come on, man. It's it's aggravating, but that's the information that we have. I'd around be this honestly, about him, I'd be kind of pissed. Say if I was like calling the radio station mm-hmm. or uh, the Red Web hotline. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, 1-800-RED-WEB-3. What three? Yes, yeah, so the other two were claimed. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, they got to it sooner. And I was like, Trevor, Alfredo, Clendathu, they're gonna attack us. Starship Troopers, the bugs, get them. And then like someone started making, I don't know, just to keep it on track, tiles with all these Starship Trooper stuff. I'd be pissed. I'm like, that's my thing. I'm the crazy Starship Trooper guy, not you. Or what if he was like. I'm going to get my message out there. It didn't stick. I'm moving to tiles. It's the new medium. That's Starts true. laying his I message all over the state. Still don't get the tiles. And then no one investigates him. He's like, dang, I didn't get my day in the sun. Yeah. I couldn't the warn tiles the planet. Did. I mean, the tiles did. <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's aggravating with, we, how little we know about this. I just felt like, like that was it, man. It was it. It really was. But now, of course. This, this of reminds course, me of all those other yeah, cold man. cases where you know, someone is like, never know. oh, that's definitely them, right? And then, well, with these then it cases, disappears and it falls apart. Say it was him. Uh huh. We'll never know. The person passed away. Right. The widow knows nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not something you pass on to your kids or something if they had kids. How many James Morascos are out there? You A think? ton. How many? How many are listening? Do you think? Do you think the guy that called in the eighties? Mm-hmm. You think that's him? He's listening right now. I think maybe in like a year or two, if he's still alive, he might be like, "Oh wow, look, there's an episode on me uh-huh. on this random <laughs> podcast." And you know what? If you're listening, we got you. I know it was you. We got we you. Got you. Got you. Now, if you could send in a couple of damning pieces of evidence, that would be, <laughs> be really helpful. Just to make this go smoother. Just to make this smoother. On you. Yeah. Uh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> anyway, so that's all, unfortunately, we have on Damn. James Morasco. Tell me one of these is about the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. The third one's about the house. Sweet. Uh, but let's talk about the team that you wanted to get to in the first place. So, you know, some people think that the, the tiles in their formal capacity stopped after what would be considered... James Morasco's death, right? And that everything else that happened after this were other people just continuing the projects. Lines up so well. Yeah, it does. Because that's when they started to not only shift in their like, you know, like I said, the 90s started started seeing like, let's get the color borders going, yeah. let's whatever. But then after 
or somewhere in the early 2000s, suddenly they were like long wise and bigger and smaller and had different language in some of them. But James Morasco mentioned in his call to the Philadelphia Inquirer about a group called the Minority Association. He was kind of including their ideas about colonization and resurrecting life on Jupiter. And uh, it's a big blurry mess of conversation, Mm -hmm. but that's where he kind of mentioned that group. And the group's goal, he said, was to resurrect the dead on planet Jupiter. And the resurrect dead crew, we talked about earlier, obtained documents from the group, but it appears that they had very few members. Other members of the minority association could have been involved, but not documented. But suffice to say that Morasco could have started this group. So not only do we, like, we can't prove whether he's involved directly or not, because we just don't have much information around Mm -hmm. him. But this theory is basically growing off of James Morasco to say, yes, he was still involved, right. but he how also this, had how, other people. Right. How does he continue past him? Right. Um, it's like and a that saw could, situation here, right, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, very convoluted. It's, it, it's very. Timelines all over the place. <laughs> the retconning stuff left and right. But Jigsaw, still killing past Still his killing time. past his time. And this is how the tiles are being laid exactly. down. Exactly. You know what I mean? But this could answer why there's different styles. This could answer why... It was mostly focused in Philadelphia with a few juttings off Mm -hmm. in other places. Those could be the other folks that had maybe found them through the internet or what have you. True. They got together on some forum or something. Right. Or, I don't know, people started putting each other on MySpace's top eights and stuff. Oh, man. They were trading top eights? Yeah. Dang. Dude, that was serious at the time. Well, yeah. You took someone off your top eight? F4F, dude. That's a tough conversation. You right. don't know anything about this. It was way before, right. way before your time. Don't even worry about it. I remember the day that I had to roll Tom out of the top eight. I was just like, listen, man, I know you got a top 12, but that looks goofy on my oh, profile. As soon as you log in, you go, I got a friend. It's Tom. And then you're like, Tom's <laughs> you're like, my friend. And dude, then this guy's sitting by some white Tom's board. everyone's friend. Right. This Ridiculous. isn't special. That's wild. I was the first time I realized I was just a regular person. MySpace. Damn. Don't worry. It's Punched ancient. To the gut. Most of you guys won't know. Oh, God, we're old. <laughs> That'd be like that'd be like if you got a Facebook and <laughs> and Zuckerberg's like, "Hi, I'm your friend." And she's like, "Hello." No, 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 no. At least, at least Tom stayed anonymous. He did tucked away. His picture stayed. I don't know much you know, about him Tom, smiling but his in some some room with a, a whiteboard filled with writing on whiteboard, it. white shirt, white shirt, just a floating <laughs> head. But anyway. Uh, you know, maybe the the theory goes that this started with James Morasco, yep. which is why I needed to talk about him first, but then extended into this team. So whether he was with them directly or not, he kicked it off and the rest was history. The rest was just natural evolution of this yeah. group. Early online users actually felt that there could be a secret society or a cult of some kind spreading their message. Their message, once again, being vaguely cryptically related to Jupiter and rebirth and all of that sort of stuff. But their tiles didn't name the group or any way to find them, which is interesting because a cult kind of wants to gather members. Yeah. Not be so insular that they spread their message, but then kind of die out. But they, even before know. you mentioned cult, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe this is a cult, but they're like a lot chiller. Like they don't do the whole Kool-Aid punch type situation. Right. Instead, they're they just, just lay little mosaics. Yeah, exactly. Arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they started with macaroni pictures, but that didn't last long. <laughs> Not, no. The birds got to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trial and error, R&D. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, so I just want to be candid. Like, it's deep. Oh, man, I'm still aggravated by the James Morasco stuff. I like, just, you and I were both lit up. I'm just so locked in. Because like that, it's just like, oh, um, we you, got something. Let's talk about this man. And there's no details. Look, I've 
we've been through so many episodes where I say, this uh-huh. is the guy. And they go, oh, maybe it's not. And then sometimes I go, you know, what? I still believe it's this person. I'm locked in. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, how could it Convict not be? Him. And Dig he, up he, his old bones and put him in a jail. That's what I'm saying. Put him, put put him, him in a jail. jail. Stole him in with the other inmates. Yeah. Give him his own cot. Yeah, just sprinkle some holy water on the bars. That way to keep the ghost in. Yeah, you don't want ghosts running around. Or you no. do terrify the other inmate. <laughs> you know what? Let's enlist. Ghost one of 13. But anyway, you know, burying the lead now for the 7th Street resident, once again, just kind of keeping it anonymous because it is an active, lived-in address to this day. Right. So we're not trying to dox anybody, but let's talk about the address that popped up on one of the tiles and the resident behind that house. Because remember, people try to go to that house, they're knocking on it, no one's answering. So a lot of people are going, that is the person. Whether it's James Morasco himself again, or not. The house on 555 5th 5th Street. (laughs) 5th Street? (laughs) Someone's like, my God, I need to move. Oh, no. I've been, I've been hit. <laughs> so this address, this this theory is actually really, really interesting. So I will say that when it comes to, to the address as it was written on the tiles in Chile, right? So this address was, was placed on tiles in Chile. It was addressed to Toynbee A. That's the name at the top of the address, right. um, which could be Arnold, right? So... Some people think that maybe they didn't expect, whoever laid these tiles, expect this Chilean tile set to be traced back to Philadelphia because it was so far away. It was pre-internet. So maybe they thought, I'm going to put this down. South America is going to be all awash with this mystery. And they will have no idea that Pennsylvania exists, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. I mean, you know, a little vacation. You know what? Maybe it was just an excuse to get down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, these tiles are placed there. And so a lot of people go back to the house. Nobody's answering the door. But what's interesting is that the crew behind Resurrect Dead and Justin Dewar himself found what they called prototiles when they went to this address in Philadelphia. It was kind of around the house and around the neighborhood that the house resides in. Essentially, smaller, almost test versions of these tiles were placed around it, almost to basically be like, is this a, just kind of like figuring out their art form, almost. To seeing you if it was what? possible. Scratch all my theories about the other guy being it. The person that lives in this house, that's the person. Really? Yeah. Because we're going to stitch it all together. Arrest this person. Just like bust down the door. <laughs> Whoever's living there now, it's like... The evidence is there. I rent. I'm just a renter. It just... Well, Bye. <laughs> shouldn't be renting from a criminal. We're going to put you right next to the old bones of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> James Morasco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like the fact that nobody was answering the door only kind of exacerbated right. this guilty. situation but again like what's what's interesting is that we don't have a lot of information regarding this resident because you can look up who has lived places yeah to try to get those records to figure out okay well who was living in that house around the time maybe even before all of this kicked off especially around what was it two th- like the early 2000s when this chilean mm-hmm. tile set was put down i don't know but anyway we'll go off the anecdotal evidence that we have which is tiles around the rough. house yeah, we got these prototiles. Maybe this is how they, you know, figured it out. They were like, you know, what? these tiles get stopped in. Yeah. But when interviewing neighbors, the crew went around kind of asking neighbors what they had seen about the resident here. Now, a lot of people actually said that they had seen the person that lives there and they'd seen them driving their car. And what was interesting about that car is that it only had one seat, just the driver's seat, that the passenger seats were all removed in place of just having... No floorboards, in fact. I guess just an opening to the ground in the car 
and like a Flintstones mobile. I I guess. But here's here's what's interesting is that many people, whether it's the neighbors or the Resurrect Dead group themselves, kind of believe that the Tyler used these holes in the floor of the car to <gasps> basically drive around, stop down, <gasps> place the tiles down through the floor of their car. And then drive off. That makes so, so much no one sense. would see them waltz out with these things. This is the person that did it. And then, well, I'm just gonna while who you're, does that? While you're on that uh, hi, I'm just gonna jump in there with so you. So random. The Resurrect Dead crew also believes that there is a connection between the Seventh Street resident and James and Morasco in the sense that whoever lived right. at this Seventh Street residence used James Morasco as a pseudonym. And that documents from the minority association that were sent to them included both names, the person who lived there, as well as James Morasco as the leader of this minority association. Bag Essentially em. conflating every single theory we've talked and about. Bag them. All right. All Show right. up to the house. You tell him you got him and his tile friends locked up in the paddy wagon. And he's next. <laughs> I'm going to lay you in the ground. <laughs> just like your tiles. You know what? Go ahead, open the back door. Run. I love a good chase. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get a head start. What's interesting, too, it's a build on this. Now, this doesn't necessarily, like, pin this person as the Tyler, but a lot of neighbors also said that whoever was living at this residence suffered a pretty traumatic break-in to their house, which is a kind of a wrinkle in the theory in the sense that, like, this, this could be why they were paranoid about going out. This could be why they were paranoid about answering the door. So we on the outside might be conflating the fact that they're not coming to the door. They must have something to do right. with this mystery. Whereas on their side, they're like, I don't know that there's a mystery in play. I just know that random people keep coming exactly. to my door after I got broken into. Yeah, and I never, I never, I never saw that as evidence. You know? More of the tiles and the right. floors of the car missing. Right. But also, hold on. Go for it. Two questions. How, Two answers. How would you... If your neighbor had a car yes. with the floor missing, how the hell would you know? I mean, so they started by saying that he just has one seat. And if he's slow rolling through the neighborhood, you know, there's kids playing ball. There's crosswalks. Uh-huh. You're not trying to run people down. He's If he slows down, you see, wait a minute, that guy's got one chair in his car. How cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You see one I'm chair. I'm guessing that, like, so here's the problem with so this particular episode's theories. Chair, there's not a lot of, like, yeah. hard evidence. There's a lot just of nosy he neighbors. said, she said. Yeah. And so... You know what? I'll believe a single chair. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that the floorboards are cut out? Or does it mean that they're just like, I listen, my gas mileage yeah, is I mean, terrible that's... in the city. I'm going to knock these chairs out of here, save some weight. What the hell? Who thinks like that? This guy. That's crazy. James Morasco, residence of the 7th Street Row House. <laughs> I, I don't know how you would know whether or not the floor is missing. Also, why would you take out the floor uh, on the back row? That makes no damn sense. Maybe, so here's the thing, like maybe the side seat next to him, and this is once again, just me guessing. Is in use? That seat next to him, the passenger, is missing. The back seat where all the seats would be filled to the brim with tiles. Oh. So you got to offset the weight. You know, tiles are heavy. Take the seats out, put the tiles in. No one's the wiser. Your, your suspension's not bottoming out on the speed bumps. You know, yeah, you're I good. I saw this as he's just taking one tile at a time, not this man's loading up a <laughs> car full of tiles. Right. It's like Santa. How did he cover this t city with tiles all yeah. in one night? You know what? We've Under, got it. We tagged them, bagged them, investigated them, held them for 48 hours or 24 hours. And you know what? You already bagged them. I mean, go the, ahead. the rest is... Trevor, uh -huh. go ahead and uncuff them. Release them. 
Let them get another chase in? Or no. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you really? Well, chase them to their car. I'm, listen, I'm the good cop. You're the chaotic cop. Chase them to their car. <laughs> get in there. But, I just, I'm just playing with you. You go ahead and go home. Go home. Yeah, go ahead and get out of here. But go remember, home. It's remember. just, this, look, this HOA gave us a ton of false information. Never trust an HOA. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, that. frustratingly enough, those are the theories behind the 20B tiles. Damn. A very interesting, like, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, just just like the messaging of the tiles, the theories don't scratch super deep, right? No, they don't. They're the best we have with the information we have, but it's also why this mystery exists, right? If we had more information, we might have been able to lock this one up. Maybe we wouldn't have even talked about it, right? Right. But here we are. Here we are. Locking, unlocking up people. Right. Snip, snap, and snip, snap. Yeah, so the maybe this is why they're not answering the door. They're like, I, the task force. Is <laughs> maybe get this me is again. why the task force hasn't been hired for anything yet. Wait, we. I thought. Christian's been telling me we were getting all sorts of calls. We're turning them down left and right. We're too busy. Oh, that's just me calling. Oh, man. I thought there was something (laughs) sketchy about the mystery of the coloring book. Yeah. They're just having me coloring pages. Yeah. Well, you colored between the lines, so that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that amazing bombshell, uh, this has been the 20B Tiles. Thank you all for listening. Uh, If you want to review us, you can do that now on Spotify. Or on on Apple, as always. Leave us a ton of stars or apples, whatever. Say six stars. Put in the However five and then, and then put an emoji star yeah. in the comment. So that way we'd be like, yeah. I, if I could, I'd give them more stars. Or I, we will also accept peaches. Ooh. Just shipments of peaches? Yeah. I could use these some, thick, oh, these thick, juicy I mysteries. I could use some real good peaches right now. Yeah, you bet. Good. Thank you, everybody. Weird. Ha, 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 ha.